figured out. I feel like it's not even that hard. You give her like a nice little template of three, maybe like a bird that flies. You got Gorilla Grodd. Mm-hmm. You can give her some strength. I don't know. Maybe have her do a stomp or something, or even keep it like cat move in there. But it's just like I don't even think I don't even think you even got to do all of that. You can just like every like action move that she does. Mm-hmm. All you just got to do is just put a spirit of an animal thing over it, and there you go. Boom. Good to go. When you see her do a roll, just put like an armadillo yeah, thing over it. I don't know why I was going to say it's a worm. I don't think worms roll like that. But, um... What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Relaunch. Oh, you know what? Um, This week, I want to be Virgil Hawking's Static. You know, an OG favorite of mine. I will be Jackson Hyde, Aquaman. (laughs) I know, that's right. (laughs) Yes. Um, How are you doing this week? Um, I'm doing a lot better than last week. So that's always a plus. Okay. That's, that's great. <laughs> um, no, it's been it's been it's been a really good week. It's actually warming up a little bit here in DC. I think we're at like 65 degrees today, which is like a feat when it's been like in the 20s and below for the last few weeks. So yes, I don't need you to tell me about your Cali weather and what it's feeling like out there. I'm sure I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> okay, I'm just letting you know that I don't need to hear about it. Let me enjoy my 65 degrees, but. Other than that, I'm doing well. How are you? You know, um, I've been great. Um, I won't bring up, you know, the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll move, we'll move past that. But I've been, it's been really crazy for me, like, during the week um, at work. This week has actually kind of flown by. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. Where did the time go? Yeah. It's an illusion. It truly is. Because uh, I, felt, I feel like I just looked up and it was <laughs> just last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I'm Gucci. You know, living. that's great. That's always good. Yeah. Um, how are the like mandates out there? Are you guys still very strict with them, or if they start letting people out? Um, I mean, it's it's vaccinations for most places indoors. Um, mm-hmm. if you want, and masks. But I think actually California has started to lift their mask mandate. But mm. LA County has not. Mm. Um, and I'm I like in I'm LA like, County, so I'm very interested to see how it goes with the summer and like you know with the changing of seasons again. As everybody started to come back outside and things go crazy again, I'm want like, to go outside. Okay, <laughs> like you know we just saw in the winter time and how Omarion was taking everybody out. All right, is there? I don't need I don't need another summer variant. So let's play this yeah. right, okay? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't need to be outside. <laughs> like, let's play this right. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go ahead and get started about in, into the comics of the week. And up first is Devil's Reign number four. And this was written by Chip Zdarsky and art by Marco Cicchetto. And um, we're moving everything forward this issue. 
Um, the last issue, the heroes kind of kind of lost basically, um, and we saw that the Doc Ock had like brought his own superior four from like the multiverse um, that because he was able to steal technology from the Fantastic Four. And um, he now has created these like Octobot things that are mm-hmm. policing everyone. It's giving like um, like robot like what was that movie about when people were in the future and they had like robots that were always like <laughs> scanning. That's like everything. <laughs> I was about to say that's a lot. I was like, yeah, turned down just a little bit more for me because that's a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Y'all get what I'm trying to say. There's like these, <laughs> there's like robots in the skies that are like patrolling people and arresting people, and the heroes are all like underground. Um, the Matt has this conversation with Foggy because he had like gotten beaten up in the last issue, and he is basically letting out all this guilt. How like I should have been there to help you. Foggy stops him. And he's like, "You got to stop that. Like, I'm an adult. I make decisions. Like, this isn't about you. Like." <laughs> I can I can make my own choices here. You didn't. You're letting your like guilt get to you. Um, <clears throat> then we see back inside of the jail. Previously, a uh, Sue Storm. She got this. She was meeting with her attorney, and she stole a paperclip. This issue, we see that she was breaking out. <laughs> she used that paperclip, and um, broke her handcuffs off. Got her powers back. Broke her husband out, and then they caused this whole riot in um, the prison yard with Moon Knight, um, Iron Fist, um, some really cool action and stuff there. I thought the art was really cool. Um, then we also see some stuff with uh, Fisk's son, mm-hmm. who um, <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Lil Fisk, but I think I don't. <laughs> his name was not Lil Fisk. I forgot his name, but I'm going to just call him Lil Fisk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Um, he like is he had gotten arrested because of obviously like pretty much anybody doing anything you get arrested, and but he got okay, released from jail. Because, okay, he got released from jail because of who his dad was. His dad came and picked him up, and um, his dad's little Fisk is like, I wish you would never came. Like you're such a weak person. Um, I'm, After he I'm got him out of jail. Yeah, he was like, I'm embarrassed. Like what you become. Um, like you don't. Like, you're not even, like, the kingpin, like, who you used to be. Like, you're not, like, you ain't the boss no more. And okay. he tries to stop him. Like, kingpin is like, no, I will make you listen to me. And Lil Fisk turns around and spits in his face. And he walks away. And he was like, i like oh to see God. you try. They, like, don't like each other. Um, yeah. After he so just then, got him released out of prison. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Right. right? Um, so later on, we see there's a fight between the champions with Spider-Man. Uh, Vision is in it. Um, Ms. Marvel's there. And Rhino. And they're trying to, like, stop Rhino. Rhino's like, no, I'm not even trying to fight y'all. Like, I'm just here to, to say that Fisk wanted us to go after Purple Man's kids because he feels like right now, using the Purple Man's powers, he can, like, give some subtle influence over people. Um, that's how he's been getting people to kind of vote for him. That's how he's been getting the Thunderbolts to fall in line. People can kind of like uh, listen to him with this kind of this cane that he has um, that has the Purple Man's like thumb in it and it gives him Purple Man's like powers. I know that part's weird. I wish they would have just used some like science thing <laughs> to do it instead of using like a thumb. 
but whatever. Um, he's got this cane that gives him those powers, and he wants it to basically be amplified with the the children, uh, the Purple Man's kids, who were the people responsible for erasing um, Matt Murdock's uh, secret identity. Mm-hmm. Rhino ain't cool with that. He's like, I don't want to, I'm not here to arrest kids. Like, they didn't do anything. He, so he's like, you know, I came to come and help ask some heroes to help out because, like, I know y'all. So, like, help me out. So Spider-Man take that information back to the Avengers, and they're like, you know, we need to go take care of this. Jessica Jones is like, forget this talking. We need to just go ahead and just stop this right now and go straight to him. Um, and we get back to flashback to Fisk, and he's having this intimate moment with uh, Mary Marvel. Not Mary Marvel. Um, <laughs> Typhoid Mary is completely opposite character. <laughs> Typhoid Mary and... Um, he, they bring up how, like, I guess they met before and how they, like, had dated before, but they can't really remember it. and Or she can't remember it because of, like, the issues that she's had uh, with her memory. And all of a sudden, he's like, you know, I wish you could remember. He's holding the cane, and it pushes, like, the memories to the forefront for her, and she remembers. She does start to remember their first date and how they did meet. And he, she was like, oh, you know, I didn't know that you could do that. Like, I didn't know that the cane could do that. He's like, I didn't know that I could do that either. And um, he runs outside and he's like, I, I want to remember. And there's a big flash. And the next thing we see is him saying Matt Murdock. So mm. he just now remember who Daredevil is. So things are heating up. Um, I, that big reveal at the end was really cool. I'm excited for the next issue. I think these next two are going to be great. Okay. I don't know what's going to happen with Fisk. I think they might try to end up making him president. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, I'm down for that. I think they might do a whole like Dark Avengers thing, but with him instead of um, Osborn. Osborn. That would be cool. Dark Dark Rain was hot. I'm it was sorry. fun. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, actually, that that tracks because Marvel has been doing a lot of like uh, repeats of their events. We're getting another Secret Invasion soon. We've had Civil mm-hmm. War two. We've had um, 2099 keeps coming back, which, yes, actually, that one I'm excited about. I love the 2099 universe. The new Spider-Man 2099 book just got announced, so shout out to that. Um, but I can totally see Dark Rain coming back with uh, uh, Fisk, and I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be kind of interesting. So we'll wait and see if that's what this all ended up kind of turning into. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought think? this was a really fun issue. I give it a four out of five. The art was great. The stories really like moving forward. I like all the pacing. Uh, their big reveal at the end was interesting. Again, I don't know. The Purple Man stuff, in my opinion, is kind of a MacGuffin. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I like it. It's, it's fine. Okay. It comic books. I might tie back in. I miss the streak. <laughs> you want to tie back in for the end? I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next is Moon Knight number eight. And uh, take it away. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is from Jed McKay and uh, Capuccio. I can't I gotta remember his first name. Alessandro Capuccio. And this story, so because of Devil's Reign, uh, Mark is in prison right now. And so this issue is actually completely about Hunter's Moon, who is the doctor that Mark met earlier in the series, who is also a follower of Khonshu. And the entire issue, we just kind of like get his mindset and we learn a little bit more about like how he's connected to him and what's going on. We also get the return of a really big Moon Knight villain named Stained Glass Scarlet. And she is like one of my favorite Moon Knight villains. And the way Capuccio draws her, 
like she has this big design where she's got multiple arms she's like all glass she's got like this crown going on it's very evangelical um they're in the church like she like it she looks like a big stain okay. it like looks dope she's red and gold and it's just like really dope um but all in all it's a really good issue it was really cool to see hunter's moon and get a little bit more of him i'm like wondering if this is already something that they're like going to incorporate in the show when it comes out, mm. it's like, <laughs> it's that synergy works quick. Or it's just like if he's not like how long before he gets see... in. Have you seen Did the picture see... of <laughs> first of all, first of all, yeah. okay, let's yes. While we're talking about Moonlight, let's talk about that suit. I was always a fan of the suit from the first leak from that show, like what the concept art was. I thought it was like really good. I feel like when you have this character. Interesting. Who's I thought it was an interesting take on his suit. He's like based in Egyptian lore, so it's like you get a little bit of the mummy, you get a little bit of like the white superhero stuff for him. I also think about during his run that I want to say the Warren Ellis run where they did the six issues, he actually had kind of like this bone armor that he used to fight ghosts. And in that type of armor, he had like a lot more wraps and it seemed mummified. He also had like a big uh, skull of like country on his head that was like really dope. But it was like very one-time armor. I feel like a lot of the suits in the show are going to kind of run off of that run and like mix and match them together. We also saw the Mr. Knight reveal, which was yes. like... That, that Mr. The Knight looks really was, cool. It looks really good. Like, I'm really excited for this show. I still am not 100% sure about Oscar Isaac and that accent that he was talking in in the trailer, but everything mm-hmm. else, I'm here for it very much. Um, and, like, I'm really glad that the show is going to have, like, this book out as well. So anybody who wants to get into Moon Knight, like, has a perfect jumping on point to get into him and, like, see what's going on. He's also going to have that Red, Black, and Blood series that Hickman's jumping off with Chris Pachalo. So yeah, we're winning. I yeah, think Moon Knight, uh, y'all won. Moon Knight fans are winning. He's had a mm, the runs have been up and down. But you can go back to the Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> um I will say the one thing about you this think, artist. Do you think do you think Tiger will go up here in the show? Oh, I hope not. Like, talk mm. about a ruin. But like I don't think she is closely associated enough with Moon Knight or exclusively enough associated with Moon Knight to like be a character that pops over his show. Like, yes, they dated in West Coast Avengers and she's popped up in this, but like that's such a huge gap between the two of them and like being together mm-hmm. and like the stories that yeah. Moon Knight has had, like in all the love interests he's had. She's like a very minor one. Like, and even in this one, she's betraying him. <laughs> she's like, she's, she's watching oh, him. She's watching him for the Black Panther. She's a snake. Oh. She's a snake. Black Panther got spies everywhere. He's a snake, also. <laughs> wow. All around, you can't trust these people in the hero community. Mm. Hero all and everything but name. Um, but <laughs> um, I will say the art of this run. I think this is the uh, Alessandro's like very first comic book work, and. Someone was. I was tweeting with uh, one of my followers, B Rats. He also said it on Twitter. He was like this art feels very hazy and i was like i feel like that's the perfect way to describe it i think the motion is very fluid his he shines in action scenes i think whenever he does like destruction it's kind of abstract and he does a lot of stuff again the stained glass scarlet design is amazing in this run i think where it falls a little flat for me is some of his backgrounds i wish they were a little bit more detailed but considering this is his first big work that's something he'll grow to i've seen a lot of other artists who are in similar boats and you when you look at them now it's like this is crazy this is a whole new person. Um, all in all, I will give this 
issue a four out of five also. I think Okay. Like to get to know Hunter's Moon and sort of this to be like the real first issue that delves into him. He's super interesting. I love anything that really adds to the lore of like Conchu and what goes on with him. I love the idea of there being multiple disciples, which is something that we've like been hinted at of over the last few years in a lot of different Moon Knight runs, but we haven't really gotten into it in this type of way. And I think that's what set this one apart. Highly recommend. Okay. All right, y'all. And up next is Seven Secrets number 14. Um, mm. Let's take this one away. You know, you Tom really, Taylor book, right? Yes, it is a Tom Taylor book, and you really need to start reading it. We're 14 issues I know. in. I know. It's getting, it's getting crazy, and it's like because so, as soon, I mean, the the Amazon Comicsology thing, <laughs> as soon it's gonna be hard to buy certain stuff anyway. Um, Child. <laughs> but this run is like, well, this issue in particular deals with kind of like the fallout of all the stuff. We know that Casper is going to die at the end. And so really everything is kind of just like leading up until this point. So his mom got shot. We find them back in London. She's healing because they've been hanging out with the queen. And the queen is like, you know, being the queen, people are going to do whatever you say. So like they go to this hospital, but they don't tell anybody they're there. On the other side, some of the other secrets and holders have been found by Kanto. Kanto sets the plan in motion he kills two of them in an explosion and then when the others all come to try and fight amon because amon has popped up he shoots one of them in the head which kind of shakes kanto up because he's like you know he didn't have to kill that one it wasn't a part of the plan and how it was supposed to go so i think he's kind of like starting to see some cracks in their allegiance and what's going on and while that's happening um casper and ava and the other folks that are with them they're on their way to where kanto and amon are Casper uses some of his powers. He like lights up, he flies down, he stops in front of Amon. But in the beginning of the issue, Casper was having this nightmare about like this big giant red monster. And so he, once he gets in front of Amon, Amon has one of the secrets in his case. He opens it up and he's like, Casper, this one's for you. Casper starts glowing. It's like red. It looks like he's turning into something very dangerous. And then it's to be continued. Oh. I know, right? It's intense. You know, I love some powers. <laughs> you love some powers, and there's a lot of that showing up now, which is, like, it's such an interesting turn. I think a lot of times the, like, street-level stuff and the superhero stuff, when it intersects, it doesn't always intersect in the best way, or it's usually, like, just, like, mm-hmm. superheroes destroying everything. I think this is one where you do get a lot of destruction, and you're still seeing the superpowers and stuff come out, but that, like, added wanton destruction isn't really there because you're seeing it grow. And he's, like, still directed at one person. And he hasn't, like, done anything bad yet. He has only, like, flown. Um, he's done, like, some energy thing where he goes. He's given Naomi a little bit. You don't really know what he's doing, but he's doing something. <laughs> okay. Although, okay. I will say, I will say, I watched the first episode of that show on the CW. Oh. And oh. she has powers. No, they she started already, or like right off, like she, right off like the drop. Off the, like the first episode, she kind of, there's this mystery going on, and she's like finding out that something's happened around her adoption date. And we're just trying to figure out what it is. There's a lot of um, the characters from the comics are actually in the show as well, and they're just like repurposed in different ways. But she's, like, fighting one guy. Whenever she does something, there's, like, a very visual effect with nature. Like, leaves are blowing. The wind is, like, very heavy. (laughs) Um, Her hands light up. Okay? They showed her, like, shooting some light out of her hands. It's very light-based. So I'm, like, interested to see if all that's going to start happening in the comic books now. Okay. So we'll see. Did they ever say any at all what her powers are in the comics? Are they light-based? 
we've never known. Anytime she like uses them, it's like after the fact, or we don't see it. Like we've seen her glow, but then like mm-hmm. she'll like when she's about to do something, like it cuts to a different scene, and then when it cuts back to her, she's like passed out, and they're like, "Whoa, kid, how did you do that?" <laughs> just like, just like oh, okay, what you do? <laughs> Huh. Um, yeah, and so she's like, oh, and they're like, yeah, her powers are, like, really hard, are, like, straight. And, like, even in the most recent Justice League issue, oh, there was an annual that came out that was illustrated by Sanford Green this week. That was really, it was still written by Bender, so it was still kind of like, eh. But Sanford Green is probably one of my favorite artists in the industry right now. In general, actually, now that I think about it. He's, like, up there for me. But, like, hmm. he illustrated it. And it just looks really good the way he draws the league. But there's the scene between Wonder Woman and Naomi because, you know, Wonder Woman just came back from whatever what she was doing. Like, she was hanging out with the Valkyries. And she's yeah. talking to Naomi and she's like, yeah, I've heard all about you. We need to go spar and, like, do some training together. And it's just like, why would you say that to her? What is she doing? <laughs> I think that's just how she, you know, wants to relate to her. Like, yeah, we fighting girls. Naomi was like, I can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to happen. But um, nonetheless, this book is good. Seven Secrets. And I think people should go and get it. What would you rate the issue? A four out of five. The art continues to be stellar. Um, The colors are fantastic. The story is very engaging. The characters are interesting. The action is great. It feels poignant. It feels intense. Like, again, Kanto came and, like, he set all his friends up and he blew the lighthouse up and two of them are dead and then the other one's getting shot in the head. It's like, damn, you're driving like flies. Remember when they cut my girl's head off a few issues ago? Yes. Yes. They do rebalance in this book. They do. You do. That's my kind of action. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come right back. All right, cool. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for the panel of the week. And this week, I will be doing the discussion, and I would like to talk about a character that is very near and dear to my heart. I'm not, yeah, near and dear to my heart. Um, that is Miss Vixen, Mari Jui Macab. And, Ooh, yes, yes. You know, I will say I did a little bit of a deep dive for this. I went back and read a lot of stuff for Vixen to just a little get more into the character. And unfortunately, there was not a lot. And that sucks. And it's, like, really shocking to me because I feel like Vixen is a semi-popular character. I don't know. I wouldn't put her on, like, a Justice League main seven level, but I feel mm-hmm. like she's that next tier. You know what I'm saying? I think people know her. I think the animated series obviously did a whole lot for her character. There she is, like, the hot girl. She dated Green Lantern. She was in that love triangle with him, a hot girl. And even, like, the Brave and the Bold version of her is, like, pretty dope. And she had her own animated series for the CWC that we've talked about, and it was actually pretty good. Um... But I just wanted to, like, really get into her and discuss her and all the things that I'm feeling because, like, I love this character. You know, we've often talked about characters having their thing, like their corner that they kind of delve into. And, like, we always talk about what we would consider our triangle of characters. And we've kind of assessed that mine is, like, street-level girls, um, hot girls, hot boys, and (laughs) (laughs) the magical characters. And yeah. a lot of my, like, really high faves kind of hit all three of those components. 
Bixton, I've come to realize, is a character that also hits all three of those components. And it's like, I really love her. And she deserves so much more. So let's she just does. go ahead. You know, it's yeah. wild about her that, like, we have very different, like, faves. <laughs> Obviously, my triangle is very different than yours. <laughs> um, and, but, like, Vixen, I think, is is dope that, like, we do share her. Because, like, mm-hmm. she's she's dope. I feel like she has so much going for her um, that I see as part of, like, a superhero that I really enjoy. Um, and her powers are really cool. Um, it's, a, it's really a shame that she's not being, like, used. I know. They, they need to. But, you know, so getting into her, uh, Vixen was created by Jerry Conway and Bob Oscar. Her first appearance was in Action Comics 521. This was in 1981. Now, fun fact, Vixen was actually supposed to get a series of her own before that. She was going to be DC's first African-American woman to, like, headline her own series. Actually, the first black woman to actually have her own comic book lead. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was. I don't think there were many back in the day. <clears throat> but this was a part of something called the DC Implosion. So there were actually two events. The first one was called the DC Explosion. It was like this big marketing campaign that DC had done, and there were going to be a bunch of new books coming out. There was going to be a Firestorm book. Um, Bixen was going to have her book. Steel was going to get a book. There were some other like showcase books that were coming out. But then something happened, like they caught a major loss somewhere. So like they just cut everything. And hmm. a bunch of those books that they had put pushed out were no longer coming out, and Vixen was one of those. Yeah, they, they always it's a mess, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are always in some mess. So um, that ended up not coming out, but she ends up popping up with Action Comics. She has like some of her first big outings uh, with Superman, and from there, her history in the DC is like, I'm not going to say it's shaky, but it's not really centered around her the way you would hope it is. She joins up with a lot of various teams throughout her career. Um, She's a member of the Suicide Squad, which was written by John Ostrander. Um, She was a member of, like, she gets recruited in the Checkmate. She starts relationships with Braun Tiger. She was a part of Justice League, Justice League International. Um, I think also she wants to say she popped up on the Justice League no, she didn't. I was about to say something else. She didn't pop up on that team. Um, but she I liked her in Justice League International. That was always a really fun ice. thing for her. You know, I love me some fire and ice, too. So yeah. it's like when I see all the stuff <laughs> together, it's, like, really good. Um, but, like, a lot of her big storylines kind of started happening. I, you know, she gets her minor things. We talk about her totem, for those who don't know. Vixen has the tattoo totem. It is a link for her to the red, which is a field in the DC comics that allows her to tap into the abilities of animals. Now, there was a point in time where she actually could do, like, other heroes as well, but there was this storyline about how it was Anansi, the spider god, who was kind of like one of her ancestors and basically a big part of the totem for her. It was a challenge he was putting on. He messed up her power somehow, so don't think that she can be mimicking the hero. She's not a power mimic in that type of way. Okay. Okay. Don't let anyone tell you she is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that was the big story for her, and that was the Brad Meltzer Justice League run. She also gets a five-issue miniseries written by G. Willow Wilson and drawn by Cafu. Now, the big thing about this is when I went back and read it, I instantly recognized Cafu's name because he was drawing the Jane Foster Valkyrie series, and he would talk about how he's currently drawing Aquaman. And Yeah. Yeah. Aquaman, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But 
you know, it was like going through that, it was like so interesting to see A, the evolution of style that an artist goes through and then just like how much coloring can affect a different artist. Because where I said I didn't really like a lot of his stuff during the Jane Foster book, I loved it in this. Yeah. Like colors it was, really make a difference. Colors make a difference, and it's like feels so much more comic booky than any of that other stuff did. So it was like really great to see that and get that in. And I think this is probably like I would say the definitive story for Vixen in DC Definitely. Comics. I think that it's cover so for her with the, on Elia, that is iconic. Everything, everything. I mean, come on. And I think this is one that like just really emphasizes her as a hero and like where she stands and what she's doing and like how her heroism works. She travels back to her home country and her like little village that she grew um, grew up in before she left to become the world famous model and clothing designer and fashion icon that she is. Hot girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, I you love know, her. The, the, the village is being um, terrorized by folks and we come into a big plot. But like we also see a lot of her relationships with other leaguers like Superman and Batman, Black Canary. And, you know, she's like, I don't want you guys to deal with this because this is my type of issue. It's not dealing with you. I've been selfish helping you all. I got to help my people. But, you know, in the end, she kind of realized that like she has to help everybody. That's just the person she's become. But it's a really nice introspective story about her. And I highly recommend if you've never read anything with Vixen in it, that's the story that you should definitely go and read. Um, and then after that, there's not really too much else, unfortunately. Um, okay. Again, she like pops up in a lot of different books all around. She ends up, her next biggest thing I would probably say is the Justice League of America book that's written by Steve Orlando during the DC Rebirth era. Um, she yeah. gets a lot of good moments there. Batman like personally recruits her into the team to kind of like help lead. And he's like, you know, somebody's got to check me. And I know you're going to always be the person to check me. And she's like, you know, that's right. But um, and she also like does a lot of really cool and interesting things with her powers there. She puts on like her original suit in one of the issues. I don't know if anybody's ever seen. Please go Google. Look up Vixen number one, the series that was supposed to be. She's got on this real hot costume and this gold mask. And I'm sorry. I love it. It's something. I love it. And it's like I really love her. I really love her design now. And I love, like, the brown cat suit. And, you know, she gives a little cleavage every now and again. She'll give you some hot gloves with some claws in them. But it's like, I don't know, it's something about that original thing with the hair out and the mask going. It's just like, yes, this is the doll. But as you get past that, it's just, like, not too much. And it's so frustrating to me because, again, I think Vixen is one of those characters who is very popular amongst a lot of channels and, like, people. They know who she is. They want to see it. Again, she had an animated series based yeah, around herself. That's pretty cool, too. Not many, not many DC heroines can say that. No. They lightened her up a little bit too much in it, but, like, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was still pretty good. It was really good. I think it was a good showcasing for her powers, too. Which yeah, are like, I really enjoyed the story. I thought I thought they like having the other totems um, mm. and having like bit them like have the other like elements and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. And her mm. being like the more spiritual one, um, I thought that gave her like some added characters and supporting roster to that. I hope mm. was going to translate into like comics, but like that just never. Mm. never there happened. was, I, I can only think about like the closest thing I can really get to something else big happening for her was I'll never forget James Robinson wrote some era of Justice League and he wrote Vixen out of the book but he did an interview later on saying like that wasn't the original ending for her he was basically going to have her go back to Africa she was going to team up with uh, Freedom Beast and they were going to like start the Justice League of Africa 
Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, but that never happened. Why did her plans always fall through for her? That's a shame. It's like something. It's like somebody's got their voodoo doll and they are working overtime, and I need them to let up on the doll just a little for bit. Real. For because real. She needs to be seen. Now, I would really love her to pop up in the DCEU. I don't know if you have seen the most recent, like, Be a Hero trailer that they released with, like, glimpses oh, of yeah. and the Hawkman reveal. First of all, Hawkman, he got to take that armor off. Okay, okay. we need boobs. We've seen, if you've okay, never seen Amos Hodge <laughs> on his little Instagram, on his gym pics, mm-hmm. he's working on that chest, baby. We need mm-hmm. to see that chest. I need Go that. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, I feel bad because I kind of knew there was going to be a harness. Like all his other adaptations, they give him a harness. But I was like, this is a movie. Like we can be a little campy. We can have a little fun. I think he might get like a second version though, where he does have a harness. That's what I'm crossing my so fingers. Too. There's definitely going to be like you know the final costume mm-hmm. thing. I think that's going to happen. Um, yeah. But I don't know how I feel yet about that movie as a whole you know i'm not gonna lie to you i was not really digging it i think we talked a little bit about it before it's just like you know black adam the rock and all that but that trailer got me i'm sorry like seeing adam smasher seeing hawkman seeing cyclone seeing dr fate and they all look good and then i'm i think i think i'm gonna like the like moments where they use their powers (laughs) <laughs> I'm in. I'm sorry. They got me. I love it. And it's just like I love the JSA though. You know, I was in this, it made oh, yeah, me kind of realize. JSA, yeah. Yeah. It kind of made me realize. I was like, I think I like the JSA more than the JLA. Yeah. I do. I think you are a pretty big JSA fan. Those are my people right there. So it was like I'm really excited. For them. Cool. They're cool. Um, but you know, I would like to see Vixen kind of like pop in in the DCEU now. Now that we seem to be like on a on the right track. Like it's a, you are on a track. It's, it's, it's always a little shaky. I'm never gonna take no, that away. Right. It's always a little shaky, but it seems like we're getting on the good foot. And it's like she could pop up in that world. I would absolutely love that. And for her casting, mm. Shannon Thornton. Oh, she oh yeah, she's gorgeous. She currently plays on P Valley. If you've never looked her up, please go and look her up. Shannon Thornton. She's on Instagram. She is like. Beautiful. And, and and this is the thing about Vixen. And honestly, I'll be a little bit real. Vixen is like, Vixen is supposed to be beautiful. Gorgeous woman. Yeah. She is an international supermodel. She's striking. You know it. You see that. You get she's this. Called Vixen. She's called Vixen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she's a hot girl. And I think the cartoons have always done a really good job of showing that, to be perfectly honest. They've always made sure she looked like the baddie that we know her to be. I do feel like in her comic book appearances, they fall a little flat on that sometimes. I think short hair for a lot of male artists can be difficult to draw and maintain and like how they look at it. And when you look at Vixen, you know the shortcut. You know, you expect like maybe like a Rihanna Pixie or something like that. Yeah. Or in that sense, but they got like it looks very unkept. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Everybody like style it. It's just like you don't know how to style it. And I think she can also fall victim to, you know, cheesecakey art that like kind of overemphasizes things that don't need to be oversynthesized and makes some of her costumes look a little bit ridiculous. I actually think my favorite iteration of her costume is like when it's mostly with the brown collar up, but it's like got the black bits on it. Mm-hmm. That one's really great. Her Injustice costume is also really good. If you ever played oh, yeah, the Injustice 2 cool. game, she comes in as a skin for Cheetah and she looks great in that. Which... I only played Cheetah as Miss Vixens. 
Same. I was just about to <laughs> say that. It's the first time I've ever played with Cheetah, and it's like I kind of hate it because I don't like the way Cheetah moves. So I'm like, hopefully in Injustice 3, they let my girl get her own person because she deserves yeah. it. And I understand, like, using her abilities might be hard, but, like, figure it's, it out. I feel like it's not even that hard. You give her, like, a nice little template of three, maybe, like, a bird that flies. You got Gorilla Grodd. Mm-hmm. You can give her some strength. I don't know. Maybe have her do a stomp or something. Or even keep it, like, cat move in there. But it's just, like... I don't even think, I don't even think you even got to do all of that. You can just, like, every, like, action move that she does, mm-hmm. all you just got to do is just put a spirit of an animal thing over it. And there you go. Boom. Good to go. When you see her do a roll, just put like an armadillo was, thing was, over it. I don't know why I was going to say it's a worm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't need you in. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think worms roll like that. But, um, I you know. My favorite superhero costume was the one that she had in her animated series. I really like that one. That's like, it's like, it's like black bottom, um, you know, I'm sorry, y'all. I love a sleeveless look. <laughs> it just, it is what it is. And um, sleeveless with a glove, I love it. And she looked great in that. She does. She does look good in that. I think I would like to see something like that translated to her for the comics. Mm-hmm. I know they tried again in like that little Truth and Justice miniseries that she had, but I wasn't a big I fan. Like, of that I didn't like that costume. You read that one, didn't you? Yeah, I reviewed it on uh, the show, but mm-hmm. I didn't like it at all. She was not talking about Idris Elba. It was weird. <laughs> Why would she talk about Idris Elba? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, would ne- I would never understand that. It's like, I mean, my thing is like, there are in-universe celebrities that you can use. Right. <laughs> like, right. Use them. It's perfectly fine. But I don't know. You know, and that's kind of crazy. It, it's sad because like, I really want Vixen back in a book. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I think a big thing that's kind of like eluded her is DC is all about its families and like mm. who the characters are connected to. And unfortunately, she doesn't have like a family. I think even like Black Lightning got his family, his own like family to kind of move out of Batman's shadow with. And yeah. she needs a corner. She needs a corner. And I think either you need to start really building that out for her or you need to like start with like baby steps and put her in somebody else's world a little bit more permanently i think the best character to do that with would be superman that is someone who she made her first uh, hero appearance with he was a big part of her miniseries and like how they interacted i think their interactions are cool she could of course do batman but it's like everybody kind of does batman after a while and their time was like that justice league of america thing i think honestly superman is a little bit more niche and exciting for her to be in right now you know i feel like she is a character because of her powers and what she can do like she can already kick ass and fight Mm -hmm. um but also just like the like superhero aspects of it she can fit so many corners that you aren't really sure exactly which one to really put her because she is kind of a street level hero Mm -hmm. she can like you know get down in there and fight so she could fit in a batman corner but she also has superpowers yeah. Um, so she could sit in Superman as well. She could also fit like a Justice League Dark. Yeah. Oh, that would be really know, those kind too. of characters. Ooh, and get her back with Zatanna. Mm. I think she. I think that's. I would probably put her more so over there and be like, kind of tap into more of like the magical stuff of her 
totem. Her totem, and then yeah. increasing that, I think that would also be a really interesting aspect. You, again, you got Anansi, the Spider God, who is like her descendant. So getting to that, mm-hmm. I used to have an idea of like relaunching Justice League Dark with her and Zatanna as the leads, but I couldn't come up with the rest of the team, so I just let it die. But I'm always here for my girls to get together because we all know DC. Like Zatanna is my other like fate. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's my girly, so like, I can <laughs> together. I'm gonna take it. Yeah. But I just need her in something, you know? And I've been thinking there's a lot of great writers over at DC right now. And it's like I don't know if it's cliche to just say I want like Stephanie to get the chance to write her for a little bit after mm-hmm. what she's been doing on Nubia, but it's like give Stephanie that shot. Why not? <laughs> let her, let her give Why? some love. Um if she couldn't do it, hmm. I don't think I got anybody else this year. Maybe G Willow could come back for a mini again. I would actually love that. She actually, so if you know, you follow along on the Twitter account, we were doing a little bit of a reread and like posting some pages and stuff and talking about the issue as I was going through it. And she actually commented on it and she was just talking about like oh. uh, how Vixen is the best. And it's shocking to me again how nothing ever came from that mini series. Because not only was it really well done, she laid out so many ideas of what you could do with Vixen's character in the story and like introduce some elements to the history and potential villains and it was just like nobody nobody wants to touch on this mm. I don't believe it yeah something like I hope she doesn't have any kind of like legal things or anything going on behind the scenes I don't, I'm I don't a, know so, I mean they had that version of her on Legends of Tomorrow but it wasn't like our Vixen right but I remember they had to like change that actress because she was on Arrow. Mm-hmm. There was a one actress that had they they were bringing Vixen in on Arrow, and they were they were then they were going to use her in Legends of Tomorrow. But then like she like dropped out of the show for to do something else. And they like it wasn't wasn't her live action version supposed to be like the live action version of the animated cartoon? Yes, they were the same. I think they existed in the same universe. Yeah, the I love same the character. Movies. Yeah, I love DC. You know, <laughs> they try to do whatever. <laughs> you know, ooh, you know who should do a one shot for Vixen? Joelle Jones. That would be hot. That would she be hot. Look great. Just the one, exactly, and just mm-hmm. the one shot, like something like very quick, very maybe like a good like forty pages. She um, needs to do the like the zero issue for Vixen's like solo. Yes. You know. Yes. She do the zero, yeah. get the get, she can, get everybody hyped for it. She can even design a new costume. That would be hot. That's what we need. Let her do that. Those designs are great. Designs are fantastic. So let her get that in there, pop it off, boom. Then we can hand it over to Stephanie. Boom. I love it. I'm into it. You see, I'm that, listening. Because <laughs> please, please, Vixen really deserves again, like... The, the stuff she's been in, she's been around a lot. She's been in a lot of team books. You know she's there. Um, but, like, she really is a character that could do for a nice little rebirth. I'm shocked, like, it's taken so long. I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody in D.C. just doesn't, like, maybe somebody's got it against her. It's like, we need to find who they are and get them out the door. It's wild, because she really does have it all to, like, make it as a, her own solo character and to really be, like, her she own knows. pillar. 
She does. Great power. She's got like her own little set of villains and that she could pull from. You could even, I think she's one of those characters you can even pull from other heroes and like give her those villains. I think somebody like Dr. Savannah and Chemo would be really good for her. Plastique is someone who she fought before that would be really cool. I think Queen of Fables is someone who I'm just like kind of interested in, so I wouldn't mind seeing them. They also had a little bit of stuff going on in Steve Orlando. It's like she's, she's, she's got it. She's got the, she's got the stuff. So I need everyone to like, after you listen to this, go to your Twitters or your Facebooks or your Instagrams or whatever and, like, tweet something to DC Comics and be like, I don't know, Free Vixen. Yeah. <laughs> <What's> the, like, <laughs> whatever you need to make the hashtag, like, let's make it and, like, let's get it popping because she deserves. Okay? Truly. But, you know, that was just my little spiel about Vixen and her character today. Let us know your thoughts on what you guys like about her, some of her favorite appearances, the cartoons, the games, if you, like, have to, unfortunately, play with Cheetah because of her. And let's talk Vixen. Let's take a break, and then we'll come on back. Let's do it. It's really sad it's like it's like become its own thing now. It's like a part like how Carol's binary form has mm-hmm. a form that happened to million uh the hammer. Really? Yeah. Whatever. We're not talking about it. <sighs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome <laughs> back to your favorite part of the show, the relaunch section. And um I think I have an exciting one today. I would like to go first if you don't mind. All right. Oh, go for it. Okay. What's so that? um for those who don't know, hopefully you know because I've spoken about it a few times, but the Black Manta miniseries was out. The last issue of it actually came out this week. It was very exciting. Uh, I think it's did a lot of lead-in for the Aquaman series that is starting later this year. If you don't have that on your pool list, you can be sure to tell your local comic book store or subscribe. Oh, I don't know if you can be able to subscribe on Comicsology anymore. I don't know what's going on with that. But... Um, Go to Amazon. Figure it out, man. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Amazon. Um, It does come out February 22nd, and this miniseries has some stuff that's going to lead into it. But um, the character Dr. Mist guest starred recently in it, and he was a big part of this last issue and, like, helping people get their memories back and, like, kind of figuring out what was going on with the entire situation. And it really started making me think about Dr. Mist in general and how I'm kind of into him. He did a little bit of a stint on the Justice League Dark for a period of time. For those who don't know, um, his original story was that he was in this, like, other realm that's, like, mystical, and he gained his powers from this stone. But... Doc, uh, Felix Faust came to that universe and like basically humiliated him so they cast him out um, but he was also it's like a mystical African nation he was also like the king of it and everything and they cast him out but then he was uh, rebooted for the new 52 as most of the heroes were and in this one he was from earth but his wife died and he started to look into the mystical arts as a way to get her resurrected it didn't work but he stayed on but nonetheless my relaunch for this week is in fact Dr. Mist. I think for him, I would just like to get a little mini series. I think the the mystical aspect of the DC universe is something that we see a lot 
but we don't really ever kind of get into what it is. I think I would like to see just a five issue, five to six issues of him just really exploring the mystical side of the DC universe. And we're seeing more of him and just his realm that he comes from, because I think they did end up actually bringing some elements of that back into it. He's going to be my next deep dive. So again, if you don't follow the Twitter account, please be sure to go and follow another relaunch, because that's where I tend to post a lot of my thoughts and screen grabs from the issues themselves. But I think it's time. We don't really see a lot of black mystical men around outside of like Dr. Voodoo. And we could stand for yeah. a few more. His costume's very hot. His costume was cool. A little swirls and, then, and stuff very cool. And then because I was talking about her earlier, I would like Vixen to make a little appearance to get mixed up in some mystical shenanigans. And maybe we could look, get some sparks flying there. Cause his excuse me, his wife is dead. It's time to Oh. Move on. Yeah. You know, not that I think about it, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know. That's just because you want her with John, but you need to let that go. I don't even know about that one anymore. I do. I want John oh. with Fatality again. I, no, that's but, the one that should wake up. That's that's the space back cat. I don't need it. Like I don't need again. Like I really like her with Bronze Tiger. If I'm being perfectly honest, like that's my OTP. Mm-hmm. But. I also like the idea of giving these characters like a little, like real life. They got to date around, get a few couple of people under their belt and see yeah. kind of what's <laughs> like. <laughs> you know, and see what clicks around. And then, and then once she's done with that, she can spin the block and head on back to Bronze Tiger. All right. All right. Not spin the block. No, yeah. I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah, in that block. But um, again, when I was reading the Brad Meltzer stuff, she said it. She was like, "Oh, I'm always gonna love him." I was like, "Girl, mm. hate to now. see it. Hate to see." It. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So yeah, my relaunch for the week is Doctor Mist. Um, just kind of going through some mystical elements of the DC universe. Um, of course, you probably get some shenanigans. I'd like to see some other folks pop in. Maybe Etrigan. I've always liked him. Again, Vixen could pop in. I don't necessarily need Zaytan. I think she's great, but I don't really think her and Doctor Miss will get along that well. You probably get like a Constantine for the type of story he would be in. Okay. Even though I don't like Constantine. You know how I feel about magic girls. <laughs> okay, but this is cool. I think I do think there needs to be a lot more. Uh, like standalone magic characters, I guess. They only had ever seen to kind of come together in a team up or something outside of, you know, Zatanna or Constantine. So mm-hmm. I'm all for some more solo characters. Um, all right, let me tell you. So my relaunch this week is more science-based, but we are sticking into DC. Um, and it is for Amazo. Now, this Ooh. robot is uh, one, a robot that was created by Professor Ivo, and it can like uh, mimic the abilities of superheroes that he fights. Usually, it's always the Justice League, um, so, you know, Wonder Woman and uh, Martian Manhunter, Flash, all of them. So, my relaunch with, for him would be, I think that he's a pretty good villain. Like, um, a character like that is someone that the heroes can fight and they can use their powers against, but I think mm-hmm. that he needs to be made into a bigger threat. So, I would... I've been reading some Green Lantern comics recently and um, forgot how much uh, Cyborg Superman is a villain for uh, Green Lantern Hal Jordan. Mm. Now, what I what I would do is uh, I would make Amazo a bigger villain, probably for Jon Stewart, and <laughs> and <laughs> um, have him connect with the Manhunters. So previously, before the uh, guardians of the galaxy the little green the little blue people who started the green lantern corps 
before they started the core with human beings, they had robots called the Manhunters, and they were uh, like their police force. I would have Amazo go get these like rogue uh, Manhunters, work with them, and like basically soup him up, up, become like a bigger threat within the DC universe. Um, have him with like an army of Amazos, basically give him like that Nimrod treatment, you know, mm, that Nimrod okay. Bastion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just make him like a bigger threat within the DC universe. Okay. I feel I mean, like I feel like DCU it needs more like bigger bigger villains or whatever instead of just like mm-hmm. creating new ones. I think you can sometimes just like pull from the past and just like soup them up. I I agree. I think they need more villains to fight like as a whole. Like I think like yeah. when you think of like those doomsday events of why the Justice League is coming together and who are they fighting, you need something really big like that. And I think Amazo is like a perfect use of that. And then making more of him, yeah, it's scary. You know, that'd be hot. They don't really have like like you said like an Ultron kind of robot for them like to kind of come all together to fight. So I think Amazo could kind of be that for the DC universe. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah. So that is uh, the relaunches for the week. Please be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, please make sure you rate and subscribe us too. We really appreciate all the support. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at another relaunch. You can find uh, me on most social media platforms at LZ. Uh Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance, and there's an underscore at the end. And of course, as always, be on the lookout. We're going to be having another rewatch this time. It's going to be a good movie. Yes. We're going to be rewatching Black Panther. <laughs> 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 so again, please keep your eyes peeled to the Twitter spaces. And she really got the... stabbed in that leg. <laughs> it was iconic. The scream hits. I'm sorry, but you know. <laughs> oh, what a movie. <laughs> New cat time, Black Panther. So be on the lookout. <laughs> yes. Check us out next week when we watch Black Panther. Um, All right, y'all, let's get up out of here. We'll catch y'all next week. Mm